Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Presented by AfterBuzz TV and hosted by Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman, this is X-Pac 12360. And now your host, WWE Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360, everyone. I was in the middle of turning my phone off just now. Okay. I said welcome to X-Pac 12360, everyone. How you doing, Sean? Good. I don't know what character voice I was just trying to <laughs> do for you guys, but I thought I would share that with you. <laughs> well, it's something different to start off the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> All right. So it's a big week, Sean. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go ahead and jump into that, or do you want to talk about some? Did you want to talk about... Yeah, uh, you know, I, was, I don't know. Just talk about, I don't know, miscellaneous shit. Um... I brought Maria Menounos, our our executive producer, um, benefactor here Mm -hmm. after Buzz TV. I brought her and Sonia Deville over to Rikishi School here in Van Nuys. Yeah, nice. And uh, and we, I'm not allowed to disclose. It's a top secret. What the hell was that? Sorry, y'all. That was uh, me pulling up the photo. We had a uh, machine (laughs) enter. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyways, top secret what was going on, but um, anyways. That's awesome, yeah. yeah. I love that place, yeah. So, uh, I got in the ring, and I didn't plan on it, but I ended up rolling around with Sonya. And felt all right. Ended up, my knee is pretty swollen up, though. I see. Um, how, how long has it been since you kind of rolled around? Oh, fuck. Oh, in the ring and, and uh, yeah. at, like, a wrestling school? Years and years and mm. years. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Right. Like, if it's not a show, like, that, uh, there's a picture of us right there. There's one picture. That's well, awesome. really nice, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Nudeville, of course, a alum of, of AfterBuzz TV yep. as well. Yeah. Uh, so, what? What the hell was I saying? <laughs> you were just saying you were Yeah, wrong. so yeah, I got in the ring, and I wrestled. Like, God damn, I'm low energy. Today. Um, uh, so yeah, I got in the ring, rolled around with Sonya, did a couple of little basic, man, a couple of little spots even, if you want mm. to call it that. Sure. How is she? Just terrible, Denise. No, like, what am I, mean, I supposed like, to say? No, to that? how is she in terms of like how is she doing right now? Like how's uh, she doing? You know, she's, I think she's good. on total divas yeah, now. Yeah, like, I, not like in terms of like wrestling, like in terms yeah. of her self, her person. Yeah. So <laughs> there are a lot of great things like going on in in her life. She's you know got that total divas. That's an awesome gig. Um, she may or may not be creatively. F- frustrated like a lot of other people i'm not real right sure but it's you know um if they're not doing something with you 
uh, currently, like, you have to do something t- to maintain a positive attitude. Of course, yeah. You know, like, because else you become one of those disgruntled <clears throat> people that just, like, poison poison the well, like. Right. And just make it miserable for others. And, um, and that. So it's really important, really important to try to, like I said, maintain that attitude, mm. uh, a good attitude. Um, uh, I can't say as I always did that myself when right. things weren't going my way creatively, right. but it's it's really important. Sure, and you yeah, because not everyone was uh, politically plugged in, you know, like I was. Right, and, right. You know, they put up with uh, way more shit from me in regards to that type of stuff than they would the average person. Right. Exactly. So, uh, I, I know that that's the kind of thing that, um, Kofi Kingston has been getting asked, uh, about that a lot in interviews lately yeah. about, you know, losing in eight seconds. And he kind of shares the sentiment. It's like, you look, you, you show up to work, you find yes. out what you're doing and you just kind of, yeah. kind of keep pushing forward. And you don't have to be happy about your people. We're human mm-hmm. and we, we like things. We don't. We like certain things. We don't like things. I mean, it's not. Uh, you don't have to like it. Right. You just have to do your best to make it. You know. You know when they give you something, if you're gonna do it, you gotta really be all in with it and try to do your best. And, yeah. You know. Well, since we're on this topic, should we just go ahead and talk about the Ascension Luke Harper and Sinkara being released uh, okay, from yeah. the company? You know, I think it's a good yeah, segue yeah. into that. You know, they were recently released. As we know, Luke Harper and Sinkara were those people that wanted their release. And the rumor is that apparently there is going to be more releases coming mm-hmm. January, February with NXT. And from sure. the looks of it, I think some talent is, you know, seeing the pros of this situation. Okay. What are your thoughts on it? Um, it's a, It's... Double-edged sword. Uh, there's a lot of people that feel like we were just talking about, you know, creatively frustrated. And, you know, it's really important mm-hmm. to a lot of us. Uh, and some people uh, handle, you know, not having anything creatively, like, better, better than others. It's just, you know, um, um Oh, shit. What was I saying? Do you think? Do you think that it depends on who it is? Like, for example, if one guy's being released, you know, this guy can go off on the indies and make tons of money versus somebody else. They can probably just, you know, it really depends on the kind of person that you are and what you want to pursue. That's what I'm going to say. At. You know, because there's a lot of people that, um, well, first of all, if they dump a lot, if they give a lot of guys uh, or a lot of talent releases, it's going to dump a lot of talent into the marketplace, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're going to have a glut of talent. Right. And so uh, as much as, um, you know, a lot of people like would like this to happen, I just don't think they understand that part of it. You know, like, okay, all of a sudden it's like, you know, the promoter's going to have their pick, you know, and it's like all of a sudden, you know, you're going to have to take less money. Or you're not going to have to, but that's what happens. Sure, yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> talent starts undercutting each other, you know, going in for a, a, a smaller fee. I mean, those types of things happen. Right. It happened, um, like, in the mid-2000s, um, you know, like when the – Attitude era, the big boom was coming to an end, and a lot mm-hmm. of us 
you know, left and went and did independent stuff and TNA and things like that. And then, you know, other guys come along and or come out there. And the next thing you know, a promoter's going, well, I can get D'Lo or this person for that much. I'm like, well, then fucking get them. Right, right. Not trying to mention any name, but I'm just saying, sure. you know, um, don't mean to mention, not trying to pick D'Lo up. No, like, yeah. It was just a name that, because yeah. I specifically remember one time. Right. Like that being the case. Like it was somebody said that to me. So yeah, the market kind of gets saturated yeah. with guys that have that yes. kind of level of recognition. Yeah. Do you right. think it also affects when uh, somebody is trying to negotiate or renew their contract as well? You know, may they not be offered the big bucks anymore, you sure. know, because, hey, it's fine. You can you go or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be like, so, I mean, there are certain people that already have a, their marquee, you know, name value and they've got, they're established and mm-hmm. they have, they have built, you know, a lot of emotional equity with, with the people. And, you know, they'll be able to, you know, uh, get what they want more so than others, obviously. That goes yeah. without saying. But, I mean, even then, it's going to affect. Right. I you just know, think it's it gonna... does make more sense, though, because, Sean, like, I know you mentioned how, or I forgot when we were talking about this, how there's so many people at NXT. And, yeah. you know, every single day, I think Damian Priest was mentioning this, there's new people right. that he's just meeting for the very first time. So it's kind of that way to you know clear out some of the people maybe weed some people out it's it has to you got to do it got to do it and yeah. there are certain people that you know have been in the system for for years you know and aren't cutting it or aren't getting to that point or or somebody's just not seeing something in them mm-hmm. or they're just not trying the right things with them something's not happening and you know, they might leave. And, I mean, there's examples of people that have left and done great. You know, sure. Juice Robinson. Well, I mean, when, when we had Luchasaurus on, on yeah. the show, you know, he was in NXT for, for a number of years. Yeah. And I don't want and, – and, like, okay, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sure. No, yeah. But, um, like, I, I almost – I hate to compare um, the, the system at that time when it was still called FCW. Oh, sure, sure. You know, I hate to compare it. To right, know what it is now because it's right. just that's that's just it's, to say uh, it's so much different. Right, that's just to say that you know there's any number of reasons that people might not yeah. not pop up on people's radars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think it just really depends on the person's said work ethic because if they're not willing to go out there and you know branch themselves and you know go do whatever it takes, like Drew McIntyre, go out that's there right. and revamp yourself, go wrestle in the Indies, etc. You know, you could be a Cody Rhodes, you could yeah. be a Drew, you could be a Juice Robinson. But if you're not that person, then That's maybe right. this is a con yeah. for you if you are to be released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people might be better off just kind of blending in and collecting that check. Right. Until somebody goes, oh, hey, right. that guy's not answering the phone. <laughs> Or just yeah. that, you know, hey, they're, oh, yeah, right. they're here. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, uh, but ho- hopefully in these specific cases it leads to – to bigger and, and better things. Um, I, for for a lot, it will. Mm-hmm. Well, not for a lot, but for some, it will. And yeah. some, it won't. You know, um, you know, like we talk about juice. Mm-hmm. I just, I think a lot of people in WWE just went and never saw that. And I'm like, right. that potential that he's realizing right now. Yeah. So. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see within the next few weeks or months or so. 
who these names are. So I think we'll be talking about it way more as we continue mm-hmm. on. Uh, but Sean, do you want to go ahead and talk about the WWE Hall of Fame? Yeah. So as we just heard last night, well, actually WWE issued a press release first and then they were announced then they announced it on Raw yeah. that Batista and the NWO would be going into this year's, I mean, sorry, next year's Hall of Fame. So congratulations, Thanks. two-timer Hall of Fame now, back-to-back. Yeah. How do you yeah. feel? I'm happy. I'm happy with, I'm, you know, obviously I'm grateful. Mm. Um, I don't think anybody, well, I'm, no one's ever gone and back, you know, I was wondering back if that would ever happen. And I'm, yeah. I, I would venture to say it's probably never going to happen again. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, yeah. Um, if, that, if they're handing out uh, NWO Hall of Fame rings, I'm definitely going to go get mine. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, there's, you know, I, and I kind of expected, um, you know, some people were going to be, oh, what's X Pac doing in there? And, you know, like, like some people legit just, Maybe when they started watching, like I was already gone, and mm-hmm. um, or some people just think no, they know what I did there, and they just still aren't impressed or whatever, you know. Um, but um, like, yes, I'm definitely not turning turning it down. Right, I think it's crazy. Um, I'm really I'm bummed out for, for that Eric Bischoff's not in, in on this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was definitely. I feel such bad a... for that. I, may, I actually feel bad about that. Right. Because uh, um, I mean, that was. I mean, it goes without saying, right? It was such a huge part of yeah. the of that the the formative years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I've talked about this on the show at, at different times, and you know, um, and, but a lot of people still might not be aware of. Um, you know, my contribution to that whole thing. And, um, you know, my my one meeting uh, when I came out here rehabbing an injury, uh, my one meeting with Barry Bloom changed the whole business. And, like, there would be no NWO. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that would happen if I didn't have that one meeting with Barry and get on the phone with Scott. And... You know, I don't. You know about that, right? Or no? Right. Yeah. Do you want to go into some of the details as for that and how that you like know, sort what? of happened? You know, you're you know coming into WCW. How that happened exactly? Yeah. You know, you know. Well, you none of us were even. Th- none of us. We were all like just doing our thing. You know, we were on the grind. We were WWF. You know, uh, you know, uh, through and through. And it's just I came out here and, and uh, like I say, we have an injury and. I met with Barry Bloom over, you know, a desire to get mo- like some movie roles or something. Right, right. And uh, and that's when Barry was like, "Hey, Eric Bischoff's, you know, uh, been given the, uh, you know, the checkbook, mm-hmm. and you know, he's been given some room to throw some money around." I, that's, I'm just paraphrasing. Sure, but, sure, right. sure, sure. Anyways. You know, nice. we got I got we got Scott on the phone, and that started the whole thing. I see. Um, go ahead, yeah. and and also, um, uh, I would I would have either been f- the first guy or uh, the f- the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just my I. And I've told this story before too. Um, when all this. Uh, 
you know, the phone call and all that. And so um, you have to give a 90-day notice if you're not going to renew your contract. Mm-hmm. And so my contract, I, did, I, I missed that 90 days, so mine ro- rolled over. Okay. And so I, like, so it, for a while it looked like I wasn't going at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was in the doghouse because they knew I want, you know. That you wanted out. I got this whole thing going, and right. then now I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was being punished. The whole, that was the whole, uh, you know, the diaper the match. Private. Oh, wow. All okay. that shit. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, and don't let anyone try to fucking save your turn. <laughs> right. So how long, I have an issue with you if you try to say different. How long was it from you don't, the fuck you're talking about? Right, right. From when it rolled over to the time you finally were able to leave. How long was that? Uh, I was months. I, I, you know, we had this big Europe tour. You remember the picture on the bus that Undertaker and Austin? Yep, yep. We're referring to like we had that tour, and then we came back, and um, um, came back and that's I had a big I had a um had an incident at T V mm-hmm. where I ate too many pills and I went down and like you know, they had to take me to the hospital and anyways Vince put me in you know, he paid for rehab. That was the first time I went to rehab. Yeah. Yeah. But Sean, before we get too far ahead, I do want to kind of circle back. Yeah, and ask, circle back cause because I, you know, I feel I'm like we, going I feel off. like we need to talk more about yeah. the Hall of Fame specifically, yeah, just okay. because the first time you were inducted was with DX, and yeah. you know during this time a lot of people were like, "Oh, Sean should have been inducted by himself. Sean yeah. should have been inducted by himself." And you know one of the things that you were like, "I'm happy to be yeah. inducted with my friends," yes. and now we're seeing this again. So can you kind of talk about what it means to you to be inducted with your friends? once more into the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, now, like, now I get to do it with Scott and Kev, you know, and, uh, um, wow. I just, you know something, I, it's not that I never had, like, I never thought of myself as, like, the singles star or anything like that. I just, I really loved and still do being part of something bigger than myself. Yeah. You know, um, being part of something great and being a meaningful part of something great. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I love that. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and regardless of whether it was NWO or, um, or DX, I knew my role. And I played it well, and I, you know, and I was happy with it. Right. And you know, sort of, you know, seeing how how big the NWO came in and NWO was, and you know, everything and how it changed the course of wrestling history and how we look back on it now. You know, how does it feel for you to have been a part of that? And well, first I'll ask you that: How does it feel to for you to have been a part of that? Well, I know I just. It's my whole life in general, looking back now, and, you know, like, so there's billions of people on this earth, and, you know, I ended up, I ended up with this life, you know, and it's what we make of it, but still, like, just the, like, just being, like, having all the right circumstances for this to even be possible. I'm just, I'm overwhelmed by, like, when I think about my life in general. Right. And the impact I've been able to have on people and... And just and being able to live your dreams, like like all these things are just amazing. 
And so, I mean, this is part of that. Right. Um, it's just, it, it, it blows me away. It really does. I'm just, I'm, I'm fucking so amazed at, at this life that I've been <laughs> blessed with. It's fucking incredible to me. And it's funny because I remember after WrestleMania when you came back here to the show and we were all like, you were inducted into the Hall of Fame for making this big party and you were kind of very chill about it. And you were, you know, like, yeah, it happened. And do you kind of, now that you're getting the second opportunity to sort of go through this again, um, do you think you're going to go into it? Maybe, you know, because I I remember you said that it didn't really hit you until like even afterwards you were still kind of settling into that. Do you think you're going to go in with a different mentality this time? Yeah. Yeah, because like you know, I mean, the first time, I mean, I was I, I saw it with Sean, and 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 Brat and um and that and even Booker, um, it's just different because you know, like the first time is just like everything's just, and you know, once you've had that experience, mm. it's like you had the experience, you know, um, and it's still amazing that it's going to happen. Uh, but I think I'm, I might be a lot less nervous. I think I'll be able to fucking remember what I, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll be able to thank, I'm going to get it done quick, but I'll be able to thank the people I want to thank that need to be thank and, uh, thanked and acknowledged. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, and a lot of, the, and, and a, a lot of those people are, <laughs> are the, uh, the people that were, were one of those NWO shirts. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Scott Nortons, the the Buff Bagwells, the, um, you know, NWO Stings, Mike Rotundo, um, Virgil, all those, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, because everyone contributed something. Sure. And, um, and I I just, I'd like for everyone to, uh, you know, uh, I, I just... You know, I want to. I want to shout out to all of them. You know, they deserve it. Yeah, and there's. Uh, I read this comment on Twitter, and it kind of just like stuck to me. You know, there's certain things that you read online, and they kind of just stick. And it was some person. Uh, they basically just said, like, you know, Sean is, you know, going back to back. And he's getting two Hall of Fame rings. And then they begged the question, like, how come, or like, that means that, you know, this person who's doing this back to back should also be recognized singular as well. Do you, do you feel like, I know you're, you know, do you feel like when you read that kind of stuff that people are saying this, how does that make you feel? Because obviously these people are like, oh, like, you know, yeah. we also want to recognize Sean as yeah. an individual. Yes. How does that make you feel when you see that? Um, well, it doesn't make me feel bad, that's for sure, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't really... I don't want that. You know, if they want to do that, like, go ahead and do it like they do the legacy ones mm. and just put it put it out there so I don't have to have, a, you know, an induction or anything. If you want to, like, recognize me for the single step, do it that way. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want that. I don't want to be up there by myself. Me, 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 uh, what about me? It's all about me, 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 me. Thank you very much. Right. Me, you know, fuck, yeah. come on. I just think, like, a lot of people, like, that's how they would say, like, oh, like, everybody wants the me moment, you know, to have I that. I don't want the me moment. So I think it's I, hard I, for people, me. yeah. A little bit of me. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> well, it's, it's like you said. There's something so so cool about being a part of something bigger with yeah. your friends. You know, yeah. not even just NWO and, yeah. and DX, but I mean, when you know, with things like X Factor and and things like that. Yeah. Also, you know, um, <clears throat> I know. I, I just I'm thinking about like just everything from the early NWO days that I was part of. And, like, it's really making me think again, like, you know, um, boy, and, you know, I've talked about how bad I feel about Eric not being on this, but show was right there with us. Right. I was thinking about that, yeah. too. Yeah. And, you know, like, he became, like, the fourth. He was, yeah, basically yeah. the first one after yeah, so, Hogan and Scott Yeah, at, at, at Road Wild mm-hmm. and, and Sturgis because that was my first day in. And they were trying. I was trying to get my release, and they kept screwing up my release. Mm-hmm. Or WCW wasn't satisfied. They thought it was some kind of trap or something. Oh wow! Like they were trying to, you know, because they were having some litigation and threatening to sue over the outsider stuff. You know? Oh right. Yeah, you remember that? <clears throat> yeah. And uh, and all that. So you know, I'm trying to get my release, and you know, I had one. Um, in time for for the the Road Wild one with, with Hogan and anyways who who was the fourth guy in that was it Show I think so I thought it yeah. was Show was that wasn't Show in the match with him God I can't I don't remember, remember. yeah anyways, it was after the fourth or the fifth yeah anyways that Road Wild I was there and waiting to uh, waiting to debut mm-hmm. and got, got pushed back right. Interesting. And it's so funny yeah. that you being the sixth member played so much into your identity yeah. as, as six yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying that you think Eric Bischoff should have been also part of this and the big show. Oh, yeah. Was there anybody else that you felt should have been part of this? Not like, not, not as much. Just mm-hmm. because like, you know, Mach, he's no longer with us. Right. He was a huge part of that. And like, but definitely those two, mm. definitely. And I'm just thinking about the, like how we felt as as a unit behind the scenes, and the bond that we all shared. And like we were together every night. You know, we would do nitro. We would go back to the hotel. We'd all get together. We'd watch the, uh, we'd watch the replay down in the bar, and we'd all. It, it was just. It was great. Mm. It was great. Hogan, like Hulk would have us up to his room and, you know, the guys that drank, he would have a big, you know, big tub of beers for everyone. Like all the luchadors would be there. Randy with Savage would be there. Scott and Kevin and I, big show. Like it was, it was, it was really cool. And it's kind of a, a image that I think some people are like, that just doesn't sound like something I would ever think I would see. Right, and it was all of us, and all just having an amazing time, and you know, um, and yeah, and show and and Eric, right, you know, like there. And when yeah. you guys would like rewatch some of this stuff, was like, how was the collaborative effort in terms of like creating, uh, a pitching, creative ideas for what you guys were going to do next? How did that go? Like, how did you guys bounce back and forth between? You know, yeah, things like you to do? Sullivan, <laughs> like Kevin Sullivan, or somebody would come and tell us, like, kind of a just a basic, and then we would just put it, we would just figure it out. You know, I, I don't know how else to to describe it. It's just, you know, we just 
we were given a rough direction or like we were kind of thinking about doing this and then we'd take it from there. Well, it's funny because everyone always wants to be the cool guy, the, the cool mm-hmm. bad guy, the cool heel. Yeah. And, you know, not everybody can, you know, pull that off, but, you know, it came off so naturally for you guys. Do you ever think that it was just, you guys were just having fun being yourself or what attributed yeah. to that? Yeah. But we were having fun and being, like, we were tapping in, like, you know, we all have our dark side. We all have, you know, some times when we can be not pleasant to be around. And we were tapping into that part of us, you know, the asshole in us, you know, the fucking, you know, um, yeah, the kind of shit that got heat with other other talent in the locker room. <laughs> right. And that was that was coming at a time, yeah, yeah, when it was one of the first things to really... We were having too much fun. Right. We were too fucking happy for the rest of the crew. Right. It was one of the first times where it was, you really felt cool kind of cheering for the bad guys. Yeah. And I, even now, you know, these days was, when you see, like, Bullet Club shirts all the time, it reminds me of back then, right. you'd see NWA shirts. And I, I gotta say this, too, because, you know, they talk about... Um, uh, they're being, trying to be cool bad guys and, you know, like, and so it buried the, the baby face, uh, you know, like how do you out cool the baby faces? If there were cool baby faces, we wouldn't have been able to do it. Right. There weren't fucking any cool baby faces when we got there. Right. right. Nobody was over. So like, I'm just fucking being, I mean, there were some guys. Right. But not to the level that you needed them to be. You know, uh, guys, and the guys that, you know, you could do something with, like, or, or guys that a lot of people thought, oh, they're, you know, like like Lex. You know, a lot of people were, like, uh, you know, brought him back and whatever, but, like, he was fucking white hot by the time we were done with him. Yeah. And Dally, mm. you know, um, and I say we, you know, like Scott and Kevin. Sure. That, but um, so yeah. Once that happened, and and once the bell rang, we were fucking heels, and the crowd and the crowd, um, they responded accordingly. They booed us. They fucking cheered the baby faces. Right. So I mean, I guess if if anything, it's it's interesting to me just from a marketing standpoint. Like that was. From what I remember around the time, you never really saw merch or something mm-hmm. that didn't look like wrestling merch, right. you know? Like, yeah. it was it was cool to, to wear yeah. it around, you know? Because no one really knew what it meant yeah. if they didn't, if they weren't in the know, you know? And I had, actually, my my six-ball shirt was the number one selling shirt for a long, quite a while. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, one of the things I did want to ask you is, who came up with your name? And did Eric. you ever, oh, okay, but did yeah. you ever want to just go as Sean Waltman because, you know... Yeah. No. Nope. No. Um, and I wasn't really fond of that name in, either. Yeah. But I didn't have a better one in mind. And, I, you know, I wasn't really wanting to be the kid anymore. You know, I was, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, it was Eric's deal. And, you know, uh, so, so it was just six for a while. And... Um, Hulkster started calling me Six Pack. And a lot of people go, oh, it was, you know, you got the name Six Pack from Tupac. No, it started off as Six Pack as in a six pack of beer. Right, right. You know, Is that the Hulkster. What it was? I kept hearing yes. different things as to why that's yes, what it was. That's how it originated from, from Hulk. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> oh, she almost tipped that coffee over. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, it was, 
excuse me, you know, the Conans and the and the Luchadors, like, and the younger guys, and 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 Captain Scott, like, for guys that weren't necessarily young, they were still like, they knew what was hip. We all listened to, um, and I need to acknowledge this too, and I'm, um, like, we owe a debt of gratitude to uh, the the hip hop artists of the day, you know, mm-hmm. especially like West side connection and, uh, um, you know, the two boxes, Snoop, or, you know, yeah. Biggie, all, all that. Like, I mean, that's where that, our attitude and our energy came from that. And, and like for life and all that, go listen to our West side connection album and get back to me. That's You'll awesome. see where yeah. a lot of that shit came from. Sure. And they, and that needs to be, uh, acknowledged. <clears throat> too because it was a huge part of why we like why we were over i think that's my really opinion. cool yeah um was there ever you know once you you know you have the nwo wolf pack was there ever any jealousy amongst the other members in terms of like you know everything that yeah. you guys were getting and how over you guys were with that yeah. entity yeah a little bit and even it wasn't jealousy. There were some things that were set, like just that it was noticed, like oh, preferential, you know. But we just did that on our own because right. it was so like there wasn't a lot of wasn't well organized. Like the and creative was weird because the boss wasn't the head of create, you know. Like Eric had to rely on you know the cabinet Sullivan and different guys, you know, mm. for the creative aspect. And so, like, we could just go out there and just shoot our own angles and see what we wanted to on TV, just anything, and just kind of direct it however we wanted to. And so, I mean, we were going to, you know, we were going to take care of ourselves and get ourselves over out there. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of like... And so when we were the wolf, we, we were the wolf pack before the end up, like, bef- before I even debuted. Like, we were the threesome and we were the wolf pack. And, uh, but once we started doing that on TV... Um, true story. Like the next week, Hulk shows up with Hogan's Wolf Pack on the side of his fucking boots, and we're like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how do you tell Hogan that? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and for you guys, like, how important was it to keep it, you know, as strong as it was? Me as an as as the as the NWO Wolfpack like oh, how yeah. like to keep it you know still its own entity you know from within NWO the group. Within, within the group yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it was it was very important to us as in like if one of us had a match, the other two would go to the ring with them. Mm. Much to the dismay of some people, I, I can remember uh, Terry Taylor. Uh, we I we had Nitro uh, at the United Center in Chicago, and and Rodman was with us, and it was at that time obviously Chicago Bulls were huge, and so everything was huge. Mm. We show up in a limo, like they show us walking in, you know, Rodman, Hulk, me, Kevin Scott, and anyways, so I have a I have a match on TV with with Ray with Ray Ray with Ray Mysterio, and <clears throat> so. Scott and Kev obviously are coming down in the ring with me, and Terry Taylor's like, "Oh, psh, you go down there, they're gonna know you're gonna, you know, interfere." And it's like, "Yeah, but they don't know when, right?" You know, and like, we just we always we were always there with each other, and and they did interfere, and the people didn't know when, and when they did, the people went fucking ape shit. Go back and watch that match I had with 
with, uh, with Ray from United Center. And, mm. um, um, I fucking heat on him, make, I, I, you know, let him blow his comeback on me. He's got me beat with the 619. Fucking um, Scott pops up. Uh, comes in the ring and uh, Ray Ray drop kicks him. Down goes Scott. Fucking Kev comes to pop up on the apron, going to step over the top rope to come in. Ray jumped off of Scott's back, drop kicked Kev. Kev went over the top rope. Comes Scott, sidestep for a backdrop. Out goes Scott to the board. People are fucking going crazy. Turns around, kick his fucking head off and put him in the butt killer. It was great. Right. We didn't need to do that, but why the fuck not? Yeah. Right. And you and Nash obviously had been friends already, but it wasn't really until, you know, you guys came into WCW where you guys really got to work, obviously, a lot closer yeah. together. Uh, so what did that mean to you, considering that you guys had already had a friendship? Um, well, I mean, it just made life great because we were able to just carry our friendship over on TV in front of millions and millions of people. And mm-hmm. just everything was fucking great. And that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, not everything. I have my complaints about WCW. Sure. You know, but like, I want to focus on the good stuff. Yeah. Right now. And there was so much, so much cool shit. And it makes it so much more natural when you, when yeah. you have that existing framework. Yeah. There was something I had, I had in my mind a thought I had. No, fucking can't remember what it was. Um, just some of the cool things that we did. Like, some of my favorite things. Um, like, what I'm really proud of, uh, my NWO run, is is my feud with, with Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, that was just one of the, for me, like, top two or three things I've ever done in wrestling was be able to have a meaningful feud with him and fucking people want to see him kill me. Right. Um, uh, so there's that, uh, and that, um, just all that stuff we did with the horsemen and, and just the, the six man that Scott and Kevin, I, I got a fucking hair in my eye. It's really bothering me. Sorry, everybody. Um, and the six man Scott, Kevin, I uh, from Slambury and, and Charlotte, uh, the return of, of Rick and Roddy Piper and Kevin Green, who was huge in Charlotte with the Charlotte Panthers at yeah. the time, and it was just great. It was so great uh, to be a part of that. And I was a part of I think the last War Games, the very oh, wow, last okay. War Games, um, and that's when that's when we, you know, Mr. Perfect. Was a horseman. He turned on them and right. slammed Rick's head in the door, and, like which was all great stuff. But like horsemen never got the payback. They never got their revenge, which right. sucked. You know that part sucked. That was bullshit. And it's cool because I know that we've talked about this on the show a lot where, you know, you said uh, that you feel like a lot of people have tried to do what you did when you were, you were when you guys were mocking the Four Horsemen yeah. and all of that. And, you know, just kind of how that, uh, you know, a lot of people have tried to do that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the parodies. Yeah. Yeah, it just right. got so overdone. You know, by the time we got, I, I got back to, you know, Vince and we did the fucking nation thing. And it's just like, I, and that was one of the reasons I didn't want to do that. Uh, besides the obvious was like, we fucking did this in WCW. Like, mm. this is fucking, this isn't original. 
Yeah. So speaking of that, then what did you think of the WWE version of the NWO? Uh, did the you know when look when you compare it to the WCW run, there's no comparison. But like on its own, like we were fine. We did fine. We had like did good business, real excellent house show business. Um, and just it wasn't the NWO people were used to of just running through everyone. It wasn't gonna happen. Right. We weren't gonna go in there and run through every fucking buddy. Yeah. You know. So and you know people. Um, you know I was grateful, Hulkster, um, when they realized they had to turn him babyface officially. Right. right I mean, yeah. he was already as soon as he walked in the door. Right. He was exactly. a de facto babyface, but um, you know so. Uh, I had been out. I had been out uh, with an injury, a neck injury, uh, and I'd been out for months. And I didn't want to come back just for some, you know, meaningless stuff, right? Sure. So, <clears throat> you know, so when Kevin Scott and Hulk come back, you know, I was the natural fit in that. And then when they realized that, you know, Hulk's got to be an official baby face, you know, it was actually Hulk's idea for me to crack him in the head with the chair and him to bleed. Right, yeah. And that was huge for me. I, that, I, I, uh, I really needed that at the time. So, anyways. Yeah. So I guess my last question to you is when you look back or, you know, it's, you know, not looking back, actually, looking forward in terms of people that, you know, from years and years from now or people are going to go back and talk about the NWO and all of that. What do you want fans from years and years from now to remember, like new fans, old fans, et cetera, hmm. to remember about the NWO specifically and their wow. legacy? I just, I mean... If Forrest Vince, I, I read I read something that said the NWO forced the WWE to grow up, and that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, you know, like I mean the all the silly gimmicks and that, and the you know comic book character gimmicks and all that. They had to they had to go. It just wasn't going to work anymore, and it wasn't going anywhere. Um, until NWO, like, until that whole thing, you know, made it happen. Sure. You know, or, or, you, or they were going to die. They weren't going to, they weren't going to survive mm. with that shit that, you know, T.L. Hopper and right. fucking, you know, all of that it just wasn't, wasn't going to work. So, I mean, there's that and I don't know, just, um, I don't know, Denise. I, I just, just think, like, you it's know, so people, much, you know? Yeah, because, mm. like, there are some people that have said it was the worst thing ever happened. And, like, because I've heard Rick say that. And and I understand why he says it, but it's not true. It might have felt like the worst thing ever happened to them because it, but it when fucked up the status quo. But when something's hot and a moneymaker, right. how is that a bad thing, you know? Well, for somebody personally. Like, right. it, it didn't, you know, you know, we ruffled a lot of feathers and... Things all of a sudden when you're used to getting your way and being the one that ran, kind of ran things around there, and then all of a sudden that's not the case anymore. You know? Yeah, totally. People, people can, people can feel oppressed just by not having 
they're not necessarily oppressed. They just don't have the power they once did, so they feel oppressed. Right. That's what life in general, huh? Yeah. In the, in the real world. <laughs> so. But yeah, I like that the the idea that the NWO forced WWE to grow up for sure. Because that's, I mean, really, it, it seems like there wouldn't necessarily have been an attitude era without. That's right. Without that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they refer to that whole thing as the Attitude Era. I just refer to the WWE part as the Attitude Era. Overall, I... Oh, shit. I'm going to knock this fucking coffee over one way or another. Um, so I refer to, you know, overall, I refer that... Excuse me. Oh, boy. Whew. Excuse me. I did not mean to do that this time. Um, people, some people are listening to this right now. What the <laughs> fuck? They're like, what's going on over there? Yeah, back to what I was saying. I refer to the strictly talking about WWE. I refer to that time period as the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Overall, for the business, I refer to it as the Monday Night Wars. Sure. Yep. Yeah, that's how I like look at it yeah definitely yeah yeah i just think it's so cool how like even now like everybody's tried to get something as hot as the nwo and you know yeah you can... and just try and, and try to uh yeah try to replicate the right. angle or whatever but in in it yeah the the concept was great and some people go oh yeah they bought it from you know got it from new japan or mm-hmm. whatever um that's true. Uh, however, it was it was it was done a little differently, and also it's the it's it's the personalities and the characters um, that made it work. Yeah, as more so than than the uh, concept and the angle. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you could put other people in that is not going to work. Don't care how fuck a good idea. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely true because I feel like we see that in TV yeah. shows. Like you can have the storyline, but it's the characters yeah. in the show yeah. who make it what yeah. it is. You know. <clears throat> hey, so <clears throat> real quick, um, you know, I <clears throat> damn it. <clears throat> Excuse me. One second. Um. So you know, I've read a. A bit of things about, you know, oh, this person should be in the Hall of Fame, this person should be in, hey, you know, it's ridiculous, this person isn't in yet. Um, pretty much all of those people that I read, like, I agree with 100%. Um, so, and, and my, here's the people I, I feel like should be <clears throat> in the Hall of Fame this year mm. uh, Christian. For sure. Yeah, Former WWE champion. Right. Former world champ. Um, it's crazy to me he's not in it. Um, William Regal. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I think, like, uh, this is the year, I think, for... If not this, I mean, soon. I would Come love that. on. Yeah. And everything he's done, both Every, in front and behind that's the camera. Right. Exactly. Um um, and Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy to me because there's some people where you're like, wait, like, dang, that person's still not in the Hall of Fame. Right, exactly. Know? But, you know, it's kind of those things where you're like, you know, the special moment is coming, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so when you're 
watching everyone else get inducted every year. Um, like no, like that. Yeah, you know it's coming. Doesn't really sure. You can feel that <laughs> much better. Right, right, right. <laughs> Come on, let's get this shit done. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, <clears throat> Christian, William Regal, and Kane. Those are the three people I would like to see going to the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think those are some good picks. Cool. All right. I don't know if that's it, but it yeah. feels like it to me. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> our right. next week is our last show of the year. Yeah. And we're going yeah. into a new decade. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Wow, a new decade. Okay, we'll talk about the <laughs> decade stuff next week. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Not to talk about. All right. Go ahead. All right, guys. Don't forget to subscribe to us, youtube.com slash xpoc. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher, Anchor, all the podcast apps. For myself, you can follow me on youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo. Uh, You can find me on social media at Time Matthews PMA. All right. We're out of here. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Sean Waltman, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, thank you for tuning in to X-Pac 12360.